You're listening to Espresso Jams, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Espresso Jams. Today, I have with us a very special entrepreneur. She is an author, a professional speaker, a host of the marketing podcast, More Than a Few Words, and she brings creative ideas, practical tips, and decades of real-world experience to every conversation. As the founder of the Digital Toolbox Club, she helps business owners use the internet marketing to grow. And in her spare time, she loves to travel, take photos, and you can see her photos at LorraineBall.com. Hi, Lorraine. Welcome to the show. Hey, Joe. It's so nice to be here. It's great to be here. You are shining brilliantly today. (laughs) We're happy to have you here. I'm excited. I I love I love talking to new friends and I love talking about marketing. So this will be fun. It it will be, and I'm so glad to talk about this topic that some people would consider boring, but you make it exciting, you make it interesting, and the, we're going to talk about today content-based SEO. Mm-hmm. I'd like to know what that is. Well, content-based SEO is really just a very different approach to thinking about SEO. Everybody, when you say SEO, they think of keywords, 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 and links, links, links. And I'm not saying that that isn't valuable, but I'm saying that there are simpler, more valuable things that the average business owner can do by focusing on content. Go ahead, ask me why I think that. Well, first off, I'm glad to say we're not going to be talking about links and backlinks and all of that stuff. That's really good. Um, So tell me, why is this important? So it boils down to a very simple fact. Who buys from you? The last time I looked, everybody out there is obsessing about what Google wants and what Google wants. That's all great. But Google ain't writing me any checks. Me neither. No. No, the the people writing you checks, they are real people and they have real questions. And if you stop obsessing about, well, I'm not ranking for this keyword, and you start thinking about answering the questions, number one, people who come to your website are going to have a better experience. But number two, Google pays attention. When you ignore Google and pay attention to real people, and you create great content, Google notices. Google notices because they notice what links get clicked and how long someone stays on mm-hmm. that link that or on that web page that they went to. Absolutely. And so if you've written this boring, vanilla blog post that reads like every other boring, vanilla blog post in your industry. You're hurting me. Ho-hum. Ho-hum. And not, and not only don't, don't search engines care because it reads just like everything else they've already read, people don't care. Mm. And 
you're busy stuffing it with keywords and you try, try reading some of those blog posts out loud and you'll think to yourself, who wrote this? Why did they write this? And when you stop worrying about that and you treat each piece of content on your website as an opportunity for a conversation and a conversation at different places in the sales funnel, now people come and go, this is just what I needed. I haven't seen this anywhere else. How did they know I this, this answers my question? And when you take that approach, you improve the user experience, huh. you keep people on the site longer, and like you said, Google notices. So how, what questions, and how do you find out what questions to answer? So that is a great question. And uh, it really deal, the answer to it really begins with your customer's journey. Because as people go from, I don't know what I don't know, to what's, to what's the best solution, they have different questions along the way. They've got those informational questions. How does a whole house humidifier work? Do I need a whole house humidifier? That's in that information stage. Mm. They start reading about it. And then maybe they think about kind of those comparison questions. Well, I've read about this and I've read about this. So what's the difference? And then where can I buy? And then what is the best? And so you have those big buckets of questions. Now what you need to do is go to your email, go to your customer service people and look for the questions you are already answering. One of my favorite examples is we used to build, I had a company, we built websites and I was always being asked, why do I have to pay for hosting and web design? And, and the website. And I must have answered it a million times. It felt like that at least. And then I wrote a blog post because I had been typing the answer in emails over and over and over again. Well, I wrote a blog post that explained it. Now, every time the question came up, I could link to it. Mm -hmm. So the first place to start is with questions that you already know you're answering. So questions that you're already getting, maybe once, two, three, four, 10, 20, 80 times. Mm -hmm. okay. And now, so that's your first level. Now go to Google and type in that question or start typing in that question and you'll see something magic happen. It sort of generates lots of other questions that are related that have been asked. And now you start looking at that list going, wow, that's a good question gee, I, I should answer that question and just keep building your list. You can get really geeky and do a search with, with, you know, kind of Google keywords and see how some of the questions line up with your keywords, blah, blah, blah. But you don't have to. Because right. to some extent, you know, yes, I get that question a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, I never get that question. So now okay. you've got your groups of questions, right? Now you got to go to your website and figure out, do you answer them? And most websites today are built with a search function. So take one of your questions and type it in and see what comes up. Is there a blog post that answers it exactly and in detail and, and really, you know, six, 800 words, really good meat? 
or are there a couple of posts that are, well, that's kind of related and not quite. Mm. Guess what? If you've identified it's a good question and Google has identified that people have been asking it, they are not going to drive people to you if the best you got is, well, it's sort of connected, but not really. So at the answer, the, the next step is really simple. Write the blog post. Look at your product descriptions and improve what you already have. Find content on your website that is related and create some internal links between that content. Right. Okay. It internal starts links. starts with your questions. So let's say, so I go to Google and I think, hey, people are asking me this. Let me see what Google says. Mm -hmm. And it might be, okay, do I need a whole, hum, a whole home mm -hmm. humidifier, for example? Right. Can I use that? And is it good practice to use that as the title of, my, of a blog, let's say? Mm-hmm. It is. And what I would do is I would ask the question and answer it very succinctly in the first paragraph. And then I would go on and almost have that like a snippet at the top and then go on and really give details, um, kind of expand on that. What that does is it Really, and, and I would put that in your what in what's called the meta description, and that yes. sounds a little bit geeky. But if you're if you have a WordPress website and you're using Yoast or Rank Math, you already know how to do that. Right. So really get that nice snippet right right in the beginning. Question answer, because Google Google is smart, but it is still a robot, mm. and so it will look for. Questions, question mark, answers. So does it look in that first uh, couple of lines, as you say, to answer the question succinctly and then uh, expand on it? Is that because Google looks at those first couple lines? Well, it's because Google looks at those first couple lines and it's because human beings look at those first couple of lines. Uh -huh. You know, that's an old journalism trick. If you read articles, the, the way journalists used to write, and they still do, but they're not quite bound by that as much anymore, column inches. And you wrote your story and you knew that if the editor didn't have enough room, if there was another story, he was going to start cutting. And he wasn't going to go, let you go back and edit and pull things out. He was going to take the last paragraph off or the, you know, the two paragraphs on the bottom. So if you read articles in the newspaper, you really read them start to finish, you will see they tell you the whole story in one or two lines up front, and then they substantiate it. I going, see that. I see that page. in the news. Okay, so I see that in news sites. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times, Lorraine, I'm looking at blogs, and the first two or three paragraphs are backgrounds. So if I'm looking at a whole home humidifier, they might start by saying, it's important to have humidity in your home. You don't want to have a dry home. It affects your skin. It affects your teeth. It affects your every, mm -hmm. all of that stuff. And I'm thinking, where's the meat? Mm -hmm. Well, and you need, to, you need to have that summary. If the question is, do I need or why do I need, then that really is the appropriate answer, okay. correct? And... I'm assuming that the person who's coming doesn't know that. And so 
you know, I, I, okay, I came out of the heating and air conditioning industry. So I might say something like the average furnace takes X percent of moisture out of your home. You'll, um, without a whole house air humidifier, you're going to experience dry skin and cracked furniture. So learn more. I learn more, right. Then get to the meat. I mean, I want to say, where, get, where's the beef? I want to say, I want to scream it sometimes. I'm just tired of reading. I don't need the background. So if there's a read more thing, then I can calm down and mm -hmm. I could click that link and read mm -hmm. more if I want to. Absolutely. And also you need to, and this is kind of, I don't, this really isn't SEO. This is really more user experience. Americans, um, anybody reading the European languages, we read left to right and top to bottom. And so what that means is we'll read the title and then we start scanning down the page. Hmm. And so same thing, like if you do a resume, you always want to have your, you know, you have your job title, but then the first word under the title is always a verb. Not I was responsible for, but directed this, right. acted on right. this. And it's because people read those first words. And then if you grab their attention, they pull across the page. Mm. And so both for search engines and human beings, strategically using subheads, again, improve the reader experience because they're like, okay, I don't care about how it works. I don't care why it works. I just want to know where to buy it. So if I have three subheads, how the humidifier works, why you need one, health benefits of how to order one, I'm going to scan down the page and the human being is going to be like, that's just what I want. Google search engines actually, when your page is set up correctly, they're going to read the H1, which yes. is your title. Then they're going to read your H2s. And then they're going to read the body copy. And they're going to, you know, if there's an H3, they'll read that next. But those headlines that divide your copy give Google sort of anchors of, oh, that's what this section is about. And so, again, when you're creating content, those interim stops are great for people yes. and search engines. I really appreciate the, the interim stops. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I, I know where to go. I know what I can skip. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. So <laughs> I can use Google to find the questions and see what questions people are answering, what questions people are asking. I think I've also gone to some of the business groups I'm in in Facebook and LinkedIn mm -hmm. to see some of the comments from posts that might be similar oh, to I see what questions that. people are asking. Absolutely. And, you know, on the one hand, you're like, well, but that's what everybody is writing about. And unless you're in a really unique industry, there's probably a lot of content out there. But what makes it special is your spin on it. I love that. That's Let's be unique. Mm -hmm. Let's be different. Let's not be like everyone else because then you're like everyone else. You're a commodity. You've got to throw your own spin, your own personality. I love that you said that. That is awesome. And, you know, it's funny because you're like, well, you know, I get to a blog post and I kind of want the meat. My quote, unique spin, my blog style for years and years and years has always been, I start with a story. I, I'm a storyteller. That's how I start my presentations. And so I'm writing a blog post 
I wrote this a little while ago about um, learning new skills and the steps that you go through when you've got some new technology that you need to learn. And I started with the story of my 95-year-old mother-in-law learning to use an iPhone last two years ago before COVID. And, you know, I go on for like two paragraphs about my experience with her, what frustrated her. And then I get to this, and you're probably wondering why I'm writing about this in a marketing blog, but here it is. Now, my blog posts are not for everybody. A lot of people go, but the people that enjoy that style are going to read it. And those are also the people that will enjoy the experience of working with me because there's always a story. Mm. You know, that's, that is who I am. That makes you, you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it makes my content a little less vanilla, a little less generic. Uh, I have a friend who loves to start with a number and not just five ways to do this and 12 ways to do that, but a data point, a fact, and then he'll build a story around the data. Okay. And so do I need, you know, if, if the question is, do I, do I need a humidifier? 75% of homes with humidifiers have less X, Y, and Z. And that's where he's going to start. Perfect. Perfect. That would appeal mm-hmm. to my engineering geek side. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely. So you're a good customer for him. And, and at the end of the day, and, and really and truly with SEO, I want to be number one. I had, a, I had somebody who was, uh, you know, people always say, I want to be number one. And I had a guy say, you know, it doesn't matter. He says, you don't need a hundred or a thousand or 10,000 visits to your website. And I'm like, yes, you do. And he <laughs> says, no, you need one. What do you mean you need one? You need, you need the person who's going to buy. Yes, that's right. And so it really hit home for me, this idea that you need to stop worrying about everybody and really fine tune your content. And if you're writing enough content, you'll reach everybody or everybody who counts. Eventually. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Lorraine, this has been so informational here. (laughs) Um, Now, I'm going to ask you a question here. In 30 Mm -hmm. seconds, can you give our audience the big takeaway from today? The big takeaway is that human beings are looking for answers to questions. That's why they go to Google. If you want to win SEO and you want to drive organic traffic to your website, you simply need to build a habit of answering those questions. Perfect. That sounds great. Love it. And if someone wants to know more, where should they get in touch with you? Well, you can always find me on LinkedIn, Lorraine Ball and In addition, we have a uh, workshop on content-based SEO where we really step people through the exercises and the activities to really execute what I've talked about at a very high level today. And you can find that at digitaltoolbox.club. Excellent. Excellent. Lorraine, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. Thanks for the invite. This was fun. I enjoyed it very much, and I'm sure our audience did. Very good. And happy holidays to you. You too. Thank you. Bye now. Bye now. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel. Never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz, wishing you an awesome day.